All right, guys, how are we go? How are we doing? Um, Sergio, and I'm doing another episode of the International Podcast. <sighs> Hold on, let me pause. I that went up really bad. <laughs> Three, two. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Sergio, and in the next installment of the International Series, I have from Northern Ireland, Hannah. Hannah, introduce yourself. Hi. <laughs> I'm uh, Hannah Catterall from Black Widows slash Northern Ireland. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> and the award for most awkward intros goes to... Oh. <laughs> no, that was... <laughs> no, that that was a fun one. Um, so, Hannah, um, you know, what part of Northern Ireland are you from? Uh, Armagh, so it's sort of like Southern Northern Ireland. It's like an hour below Belfast. Oh, so right. you, how how far below Belfast? Would you about say? an hour, about an hour, about an oh. hour's drive. Oh, gotcha. All right. Um, so, I mean, you've popped up on my radar for about a year and a half now. You definitely have some uh, notoriety across the home nations from what I gather. So let's start with um, what's your jersey number and why have you, why'd you pick it? Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm not sure what I can't, oh, I, we ha I haven't got a kit for Northern Ireland yet, but my jersey number for Black Widows is 16 because it is Jimmy's birthday. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah and he has nine because it's my birthday but that's that's it <laughs> so you pretty yeah. you picked the birth date of uh of, of your significant other and he also picked one, the your birthday well he didn't really get a choice so i just because our both our lucky numbers are seven so we couldn't have seven and then my next go-to would normally be nine my birthday but then I was like, I'm going to have your birthday and you're going to have mine. He didn't really get a say in the matter. So. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, ju and just for clarification, it's Jamie Craddock, right? Yeah. That oh, okay. So he had no choice. You ha He had to pick your number and that was that. And Yeah. 100%. Consequences be damned. Okay. That's actually a very sweet, very mushy reason why you picked your jersey number. Very mushy. <laughs> Very mushy. We've already discussed that. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so if you can give me a quick rundown, how is the dodgeball scene out in Northern Ireland? Um, currently, or <laughs> prior, prior, obviously prior to COVID, yes. Yeah. Well, prior to COVID, it's it's actually great. So. There's a couple of clubs up in Belfast area that train, you know, like on Mondays and then we train on Tuesdays and I can't remember when Crossfire train, train. But then we have two teams from down south that join us for the league. So it's normally fine. It's normally really fun seeing them come together. <laughs> so would you say like prior to COVID, was it a consistent scene or was it steadily growing? Um, I think it was, I would say it was steadily growing because um, Queen's University uh, have had a lot of like new players recently. So, and then Valley Hack is a, 
or like an oh, old Jackmore. Queens. Yeah, they're an, they're an old Queens, like uh, players that have formed their own club. So that's another new club. Well, it's hardly new. It's been around for, I don't know how long, like a year or so. I want to say a year. <laughs> I want to say a year. I should know, but I don't. I don't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I want to say a year because they... <sighs> Yeah, I want to say it's been about a year because I'm pretty familiar with a lot of the clubs out there. And I want to say yeah. the first I heard of them was September 2018. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I'm sure I'm sure it's about a year. Yeah, but they're a good club. They're a really nice club. They all are. So. <laughs> I have so, to say that. <laughs> uh, oh, you have to say that. Yeah. Is it a paid advertisement? <laughs> oh, it's not paid. Definitely oh. unpaid. I will send. I will send them all a billing. <laughs> Go for it. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about uh, what got you into dodgeball. Um. So whenever I went to uni, so I went to Plymouth Uni, and I had no interest, no like, didn't care, didn't want to do sports while I was at uni, and then my housemate Luca. Um, was like, oh, you should really come to dodgeball. It's really fun. And I was like, yeah, sure. Brought me to dodgeball. And I didn't play for like the first couple of months. I just sort of sat and watched or like took photos. And then he was like, Hannah, you need to play. He's like, just get off your ass and play. And I was like, I'm so scared because I was so little <laughs> and just so like fragile. And I was like, no. But <laughs> I eventually got playing and it, and it sort of just stuck with, with it, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> what was your first impression when you played or like it was scary like I was so scared because it, the ones that um like Luca was playing with had been playing for like the previous year as well so they were all really good they all knew each other and then Luca just dragged me along and just was like yeah this is everyone and I was like holy crap this is <laughs> too many people and they're throwing balls at each other what is this but <laughs> it was it was okay once I sort of like went out drinking with them like sort of calmed down a little bit <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's called liquid courage for a reason so yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> so uh how many people were on the court you said there was too many people how many people were on the court oh. Were... Oh, oh I don't know I would say I think we had like a strong 30 to 40 people during those sessions and it was in a tiny little hall like it was only small enough for one court so there would be like 15 to 20 on each side it was just mayhem but then like um they had Sunday sessions as well which were in a bigger hall so they were even more spread out spread out which made it a little bit more easier <laughs> to sort of relax into everything but it's a really good it was good fun watching them all muck around so <laughs> So you were just watching and then that in your, yeah. you said your housemate Luca just kind of forced you into it. Yeah, well he yeah, he dragged me along and then like once you sort of see like other girls playing as well, because it was a very like male orientated sport at uni whenever I started. Um so like whenever I seen some other girls playing and they were really encouraging, and I was like, Okay, I'll I'll play, but if I get hit in the face, I will kill. So and I did a lot, like get hit in the face. <laughs> I'm just so, like a, everyone's chest height is my head height so <laughs> <laughs> you're so you're quite short yeah is that what you're <laughs> yeah yeah other than Vicky 
that's a plus, but <laughs> <laughs> still small. Oh, I, I love Vicky. I love Vicky, but yeah. I have a funny <laughs> story I might share to the public later, but um, but yeah, no. <laughs> so you say when you got hit in the when if you ever got hit in the face, you started killing. How many did you catch? How many did you uh, kill? Oh, I don't know. Or in the a states, we, we say how many bodies did you catch? <laughs> I made no catches at uni, but I did want to kill a lot of people because they hit me in the face repeatedly. <laughs> So the phrase catch a body doesn't necessarily mean catch. It just means like, okay, if you yeah. hit me, I got to get you back, like payback. Oh, okay. I'm just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're breaking down language barriers right here. It's all good. Uh, it's too many. <laughs> hey, that, that's actually not bad. You can get payback. <laughs> yeah. No, it was, it was fun. I miss I miss playing dodgeball at uni because it was just so like chaotic. It wasn't as serious as what it is now. Like I I do love the serious and I I work better when it's serious. But but they would just like muck around and just do games constantly at uni. So it was great fun. Uh, I I love it. I mean, playing fifteen, twenty on twenty, even thirty on thirty. Like I feel like that's one of the best ways to develop because you have a healthy yeah. sense of paranoia. Oh yeah, it's just chaotic. You have, you have to have that 360 view the entire time. Yeah. You know, it teaches you to respect danger in <laughs> in a fun way. <laughs> and it's probably a harsh expression, but I love it. So No, it's good. It's good. But, but like you, like I miss playing that just because it's uh you know, it, it sharpened me up a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you know, the consequences were much more dire when there are more people on the court. Yeah, it definitely made your awareness so much better as well. So you said when uh, you got to uni, you didn't really want to do anything sports-like, but um, did you have a sports background growing up? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been horse riding all my life, and then I've just been relatively sporty. I'd do any sports, so I would. And then I used to run a lot as well. We don't really call running a sport, but it's still running. I mean, technically, it is, yeah. <laughs> technically, it is. Technically, it is because I mean, wait, did you do like cross country running or like relay running? Yeah, so cross country running and like um, road race running, so just like on the road, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's um, fun. between equestrian and running, um, did, would you think any of them helped your uh, transition into dodgeball any better or? Did you feel like just learning dodgeball was just all you had to do? Oh, I don't know. Because you use, well, I don't run at dodgeball. So I'm a middle player, but I never, I don't like running. I don't do it anymore. So I don't like, my legs can't physically cope with me running anymore. They're just like, nah, abort mission. But then horse riding, (laughs) riding, you're using a lot of your like, your core and your back and your arms. So I think that probably kind of helped um with dodgeball a little bit but dodgeball definitely made my arms a lot stronger than what they are or what they were previous but I'm still weak (laughs) (laughs) you're still I highly doubt that um so you said you started uh, at uni uh what drew you into the competitive scene that would lead you down to playing with uh widows um 
so well when I was at uni there was only really the men's team and so I would go with the men's team to take photos but sort of just to help out as well and being in that little bit of competition was like oh, I really want to do this I wish there was a women's team and then I got in touch with uh, Lindsay from Black Widows well she got in touch with the club and then I got in touch with her and um I sort of joined whenever I was done at uni I joined Black Widows and then I didn't really have a, a choice whether <laughs> I was going into competitive or not because they're obviously very they're very very competitive with with Black Widows like we've titles to maintain so kind of just got thrown into the deep end and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna try and compete <laughs> you just went in there bushy-eyed bright-tailed everything just like okay well we're, I'm doing this now yeah just, I just wanted to make some friends um they had to they threw me into a competition <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to take photos is that what you did yeah yeah, yeah it's my sort of full-time profession you're a photographer yeah it's not my degrees in anyhow so i'll say that it's a full-time profession but oh wow that's actually really um really impressive uh any particular events you like to uh photograph um no (laughs) i i like i like taking photos of dodgeball because i did it at uni and so i was comfortable with it and then whenever i like came here i i take i take photos whenever i can and then I took photos for Northern Ireland at the start of the year as well. So I was, I was just so quite comfortable love, taking photos of them. <laughs> so you love taking like action pics? Yeah, I, I recently done like a couple of like weddings and engagement photos. So I'm like a bit more awkward whenever it's people like one to one or like coupley. But as long as like they're okay, then I'll be okay. <laughs> I need them <laughs> to reassure me, not the other way around. <laughs> Well, now that you, now that we kind of like went into this uh, rabbit hole, um, is there any event that you would like to uh, take pictures at? Sports event, oh, I, events. Oh yeah. So well, my dream dream job is to take photos at Formula One. I'd love to be a Formula One photographer. This is like properly thrown out of the park. But <laughs> I would just that's my dream job, and then I would just love to do any sort of form of like just major events taking photos at them would be really cool but that's that was a long shot <laughs> i mean long shot or not you're in brownie points just mentioning formula one yeah <laughs> that's, that's something we can bond over real quick yay <laughs> <laughs> he's got some cool points there all right yay. <laughs> um let's talk a little bit about your play style how would you say um how would you break down your play style uh, weird <laughs> weird um, i kind of don't really know what i'm doing 90 percent of the time i don't really like have a set play style like i didn't i didn't really uh like going into like last season i didn't know what i was going to be whether it was going to be like a thrower or a catcher or like whatever but I just sort of ended up at the sort of towards the end of the season being a catcher. And I was like, this is not me. I, I do not catch. It just sort of happens. I just sort of like fold myself and hope for the best. But um, I 100%, I, I have no idea what I'm doing 90% of the time. And I need like constant reassurance from like the girls or like Sean being like, it's okay, honey, you're still playing dodgeball. 
I'm like, okay, this is good. <laughs> I can continue. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I would say, yeah, you, you're um, based on some of the footage I've seen, you're a pretty solid catcher. Um, but the fact that you admitted that you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> you no idea. Just, so that's like a hundred percent luck right there. All those catches I saw. I mean, they are like, I did go for them, but it's, <laughs> it's complete luck that I actually make them. <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's better to be lucky than good. Yeah. So you got to that. I will classify myself as lucky <laughs> rather than good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I think you're just playing yourself down just to get those catches easier. I think that's what you're trying to do. You're trying to lure me into a trap if we ever played against each other. Try to like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You can't hustle a hustler. <laughs> <laughs> um did you have any role models growing up um uh kinda like i i didn't really get role models until well sporting wise until like uh, about 15 years ago but like obviously my mum and my nanny have always been my role models because they have just been constant like competitive with the horses and then as soon as me and my sister got competitive like they took a step back and they like drove us everywhere anywhere we wanted to be with the horses they were there like always with us with every race that we done with the, the horses so it was amazing and then my sister was so she's sort of a role model now with the equestrian side just because she's so good at what she does and she, she tries to teach me and I'm just like, I'm just a sack of potatoes, really, on a horse. And she's just like, this is perfect, perfect rider that will has helped me a lot recently with horse riding, which is good. And then sort of competitive wise, I've always admired Sebastian Vettel because he's just such a cool cucumber. I just love him. I just, Wait, I who was that? Him. Sebastian Vettel, the Formula One driver. Formula One driver. Okay. I, that's what I thought I heard you say. Yeah. <laughs> He's just so cool. He's always just been this cool little cucumber. Yes, he's been hot-headed, but who hasn't? I am hot-headed. I, I know I have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like everyone like, has. Um, yeah, I think. <laughs> I, I think some people would recall moments where I've been hot-headed before. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in, in moments like that, I kind of just embrace it and move on. I don't let it yeah, linger. It's anything you can do, really yeah <laughs> but, um kind of break it down like when you what and this is part part of it my ignorance but now i'm curious to know like equestrian is it essentially you riding on a horse going against another rider or uh, you're uh, oh yeah so i did um i did it's called endurance racing so it's long distance so it would be like 50 mile races or like 75 or 100 mile races and like I would only I'd only I've only ever done fifty miles, um, well a fifty mile race anyhow. And uh, you all start together, and then you have like certain vet points to uh, to make sure like your horse is okay and everything's safe and sound. And if it is, you get to continue like half an hour later, like little breaks in between. But first of the line is first, <laughs> and then you obviously need to like pass at the end. The horse needs to pass the vet at the end. So horse does get like that that checked and everything but it's pretty cool it's a long a long long day 50 you'll miles? Be yeah 50 miles wow yeah and like 
you know, there's 75 miles and 100 mile races that go on as well, but I'm too and little you, for them. And you've only done the 50. Well, I've done a 50 race and then I've done like a two day, um, like a two day competition where it would be like a 50 mile, 50 mile race on like a Saturday and like a 25 mile on the Sunday. And it'll be as one competition. I've done that a couple of times, which is fun. I mean, that sounds I say like fun. Yeah, I say fun. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like that sounds like it would require a lot of endurance from you and the horse. Oh but yeah, like you, there's also you like need... checkpoints to make sure that they're okay. So that's one. Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you need to be super fit. Like I couldn't just put anyone on the horse in the way they go. Like they have to be as fit as the horse nearly. Because like there'd be times where you know, I'd get off and run alongside the horse just to give the horse a break or, you know. And you can yeah. do that while racing. Yeah. So as long as you start and finish on the horseback, then you can do, you could do 40, 49 mile on your feet and then hop back on. And so the final mile. Finish. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's pretty cool. No, I'm, I'm just, cause there's, obviously there's like, I think like that's only popular at least in the states, like in uh, either Northern California, like Millionaire side, or like mm-hmm. some parts of the East Coast. Like I know it's really popular in the state of Connecticut. Other than that, like I don't know too much where equestrian is possible even here in the states. So yeah, this is a personal yeah, rabbit I, hole I wanted to get into. That's cool. I don't really do that anymore. Like the long distance, I'm sort of my horse is 25, so she's retired. <laughs> So, oh, okay. So, yeah, she's retired from it. So, just have a little fat horse that I plod around on now. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, do horses age quicker than dogs? Um, I say horses would last longer than dogs. Yeah. So, okay. All no, right. Oh, so, they age slower then. So, because 25. Oh, sorry. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would say that then, yeah. Because like we've had like we've had a horse that has lived into his thirties. So it, it just depends on how well you look after them. Cause like Ellie, the one that's twenty-five, is spoiler rotten. She just gets everything handed to her. Whatever she wants, she will she will get. So <laughs> she's just completely spoiled and she's gonna I love us all by the end of it. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. The more you spoil them, that's just the science of the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get back to dodgeball. Yeah. Um, Because <laughs> I just wanted to like talk about horses for a bit. That's fine. Um, do you have any pregame ritual? <laughs> no. No. Probably, this is probably not what like Sean or anyone wants to hear, but I just I don't like. I'm really like I'm really weird. I don't eat breakfast. I don't really I don't really like to eat before competition. I like to sit with my mum because uh, she'll come to every competition. I like to just sit with her and just chill with her. And then whenever it comes to warm up, I'll just, I need to just do like a minimal warm up of just constantly just passing the ball back and forwards. Like if I work myself too hard in the warm up, I'll just get in my own head and just sort of eat it myself. But you could probably count me sitting with my mum. Pre game ritual. <laughs> no, that, that perfectly counts. Um, so she's been to almost every competition you've been in? Yeah, yeah. Probably every single one. She'll try to come to every single one, anyhow. And, well, and what does she think? Um, I think she was a wee bit like shocked whenever she heard me 
saying that I started playing dodgeball at uni, I think she was like, Hannah, what the, what the heck? You're gonna get, you're gonna, you're gonna break within five minutes. But I think once she sort of realized it wasn't as bad, well, I say as bad, like she has been hit a couple of times and she's like, she's just like me. And anytime she gets hit, she's like, I want to kill. So <laughs> it's kind of scary because she knits as well. So she will like come at someone with knitting needles. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so that so the, the the wanting to get the wanting to kill after getting hit that's pretty much genetic for you oh 100 percent, yeah <laughs> oh, i can't imagine a, a team of caterals just like oh my god <laughs> that 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 would be insane for everyone so we'll, i guess in our case we'll be lucky just to have one to deal with well, rather than five or six I, I did get my sister playing for a while, but then she was like, I am not good enough. And I was like, okay. So she left. <laughs> so, there was almost two. But it was almost two. Older sister, al- younger sister? Older sister. Oh. <laughs> yeah, there was there was almost two. Maybe she'll make a comeback one day. <laughs> Maybe. All right. Um, before we get into the crowdsource questions, I wanted to ask... Um, how has COVID impacted you over in Northern Ireland? Um, Dodgeball-wise? Dodgeball-wise and just life. Uh, Dodgeball-wise, I have gotten fatter. (laughs) 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 Well, I haven't really, but I have a little bit. Um, um, It's actually, I've, I've missed it a lot, obviously, but I've been able to spend a lot more time with like my mum and my family and my horses which is great because <laughs> I'd always come back like I'd always have my weekends of like my Saturdays to be dodgeball if it's competition and my Sundays will be horse riding because they've both sort of been the competitions have all been cancelled like every day is basically a horse day so it made me yeah. work <laughs> <laughs> I mean so you you've still been in shape you've just been riding horses Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been in shape. It's not in dodgeball shape. <laughs> I mean, well, kind of. The shape of a dodgeball, yes, but not like, <laughs> not like the ability to play. I think I will definitely struggle if I go back to dodgeball now. But that'll be I mean, right. I'll, I'll work on it. <laughs> I mean, we all will. So that's not. Yeah. I'm not alone. So it makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah, no, I mean, but. um has COVID really hit Northern Ireland? Um, kinda. I think we've had in total like seven hundred thousand cases. I think I don't know. I could be wrong. That number's just popped into my head. So it that could be like California. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's kind of a wee bit bad. Our government is a wee bit like you know not great, but um. <laughs> You know, people are being good about it. People are being really stupid about it. But I kind of just get on with my day to day. And because I'm out in the country as well. So there's days I just won't even like look at the news and I'll completely forget that there's a global pandemic going on. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's happening. <laughs> completely forget. Uh, well, I, don't mind so- it. I don't mind not seeing people because I don't want to see anyone. Like, and obviously, <laughs> like the people that I know, I'd like to go see them. But like strangers, I don't like talking to strangers or looking at strangers so (laughs) (laughs) sounds really mean but you know what I mean I mean yeah I know I I know what you mean so just a close circle that's it yeah I like my little circle (laughs) (laughs) 
right. Now, this is the, this is the fun part. I love this. Um, to kind of like uh, wrap this up for everyone, whenever I bring on a guest to interview, I always get uh, crowdsourced questions. And huh. we have plenty for Hannah to answer here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to kick things off, you, and I quote, and I will quote, I am only little, be nice. Yeah. <laughs> They weren't nice. <laughs> oh, I'm not? No, they weren't. The questions oh. weren't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, and this is where we're going to kick off the fun side of the podcast. Um, Biggie Barclay, not a question, but she wants you to go 1v1 versus her. Easy. <laughs> easy? <laughs> not easy, but I will. I'll 100% 1v1er. <laughs> How, how, all right, now I'm gonna put you on the spot. Who do you think would win? Best uh, three out of five. Oh, I don't know. Can it be like four to four, and it'll be two all? <laughs> Wait, what was that? If it's like I don't know, it's it, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't want to say it, me because that just sounds really bad. But no, no, say it. No, I'm gonna say her. She's been playing longer than I have, so I'm gonna say her. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> You don't think you can catch her? Uh, I've seen you catch several solid players. I could, yeah, I could. (laughs) (laughs) Is there a particular (laughs) reason? Is there a reason why she's calling you out? Probably just because we're similar heights. (laughs) Oh, okay, that's fair. (laughs) All right, and probably just that, yeah. Yeah. About all of the shorties. (laughs) Yeah. We need so, our own team. <laughs> where the height requirement is what under five five? Uh we'll go five three. Five oh, <laughs> uh, so my good buddy Daniel Chamberlain asked, and I think we've already kind of went over it. In general, how much dodgeball is available to play in Ireland? Maybe not during COVID. Yeah, no, there's I'd say there's quite a lot. Like there's at least well, there's four clubs up north. Like there's Queen's Ballyhack, uh, Crossfire, and then Kapoi. And then they have Galway and Dublin, which are two huge clubs. And then there's the Irish Dodgeball Association, but that's just like the main Republic of Ireland team, I think. I'm not really like I'm not really good with the ones in South, but like Galway and Dublin are huge teams. They they've got some of my people that go to their training. And then we've obviously got the four up here. And then we have Northern Ireland as well, which there's there is quite a lot. Like they're they are there. Just need to look for them and possibly commute like I do, but it's not that bad. So quite quite a bit, right? Yeah, there's yeah, I'd say quite a bit. Um I I've known Daniel for about three and a half years, I wanna say. Um, so I'm not sure if he's either Irish or just curious. So that's something I want to point out. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something i wanted to point out right, no he's he's a good guy um next question from shun or is it shun shun sorry shun. yeah shun. Shun. I, I pronounce it differently um do you have any dodgeball nickname relating to your play style <laughs> uh, i'm assuming he means snake <laughs> 
All right, um, let's get into it. Why, why Snake? So Wales were playing in Northern Ireland in, in Northern Ireland, like, oh, I don't know how long ago, but they didn't have enough players. So they asked around to see if anyone would like just guest, come along, like just play. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll play. So I wasn't the only one that played as well, but because I played for them, I'm being branded a snake. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. This this was before I was on the Northern Ireland team as well. So it was like extra spicy. <laughs> uh, so are you eligible to play for Wales? Nope. But I just guessed it for them because they didn't have enough. Okay. So the, in cases like that, that's okay. Yeah, well, I don't think they um they like counted the matches that we were in or they just counted it as Northern Ireland as a win. I don't really know. I was just happy to sort of playing far about so that so. you're pretty <laughs> so you pretty much played you just don't know like the logistics sides as far as like did the matches count because you're ineligible yeah 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 100 yeah, you did play yeah, <laughs> yeah. snake okay that's, yeah that's why i'm a snake oh my god <laughs> all right vic <laughs> scott asks why is the snake your favorite animal oh funny that <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe uh, maybe it's because I can 100% relate to one <laughs> oh, okay just for the record uh, that does not make you a snake it makes yeah, you an opportunist yeah thanks that's <laughs> but not how that, they see it <laughs> that's not how they see it oh my uh, okay Matt Hollyhurst who is the best player you ever played with and why is it me Oh. <laughs> You know what? Matt is probably one of my favorite people to play with. I, like, I know his question was joking, but he probably is one of my favorite people to play with. He's so chilled on court. And he actually, like, is hilarious whenever you're on, like, a... Whenever it's just you two left on court, he's, he's, he's hilarious, and he will make, like, your time on court hilarious. So, I really Does he, like, joke around on the court? Does he do, like, funny dances? <laughs> like, what does he do? No, he, he sort of jokes around. And, like, obviously, whenever he's being serious, he will be serious. Well, in training, whenever it's just like say for like me and me and him, for instance, he will like blame you like jokingly and like just just be a bully basically, but in a good way. <laughs> what club does he play for? Kapai. Kapai, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and speaking of, we 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 spoke about him briefly in the podcast. Jamie Craddock asked, "How many different teams have you played for?" Snake emoji. <laughs> I don't know why he's saying this. Like, I'm pretty sure he's played for more than I have. Oh. <laughs> no, um, I obviously played for my uni team. And then, like, okay, properly I've played for my uni team. And then Black Widows. But then I've made up, like, I'm on the Northern Ireland ones. And then I've guested for Wales. And I've guested for Granite City Gorillas. So that's... Oh, that's, you did too? Yeah. That's oh, it. Sweet. Yeah. But that's <laughs> but- it. <laughs> But Jamie has played for more teams than you have, and he calls yeah. you a snake. Well, I don't know. I need to do. So he's played for Storm. He's played for Kablam, which is Kapoi's second team. He's played for Kapoi. Oh, maybe he's only done three. Oh, and his uni team. Did I say uni team? No, so that's four. And then he's yet to, he's working on his eligibility for Northern Ireland. So once that kicks in, it'll be five, too. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know him from Storm, so I'm just like, why Why are you putting her on blast right now? I know. It's funny. 
Uh, next one comes from Kelvin Lee with Matt Hollyhurst being Kapow's new head coach. <laughs> How many more second league, second place medals will Kapow get? Wow. <laughs> I just read this question. I felt, wow. Oh, I'm so funny. Oh, that's so funny. Um, <laughs> Who's Kelvin? Uh, so Kelvin, Kelvin plays for Kapow as well and Northern Ireland. And, How um, many second place medals will Kapow get? <laughs> yeah, so Kapow, I think, were pretty much unbeaten in the Super League until this year, where it got cut short. And they were sitting second in the table to Ballyhack. And, like, poor poor Jamie, like, has yet to win a gold medal and was on track with, with winning a gold medal, I'd say, with Kapow if they played their, like, last matches. And is not. So a silver medal for Kapai and Matt has now taken over as head coach as our lovely Sean has stepped down so I'd say uh, Sean Matt, yeah he's he stepped down as head coach for Kapai and then he's still a, a coach for Black Widows thank god because I think I'd have a meltdown if he left too <laughs> um uh, I don't know Kelvin's mean <laughs> he sounds like it. If somebody asked me that question, I would have roasted him. I mean, in it's, it's just, yeah, it's just a choking. Um, yeah. Um, for 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 Mean's sake, I want to say it for the rest of their lives. But oh, for, Jamie, for, for Jamie's sake, I just want to, I just want to say it for just for one season only, and next year they will get more goals because they deserve it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if they if they were unbeaten up until this, I mean, yeah. it's only a matter of time. It's just and I kind of want to just explore the... either. <laughs> it technically did. And I wanted to get into yeah. the comments because it got kind of funny. Um, Shun said seven. Kelvin Lee says, is that in line with how many years before you retire? Shun says, silver is prettier than gold. <laughs> All right. Uh, next question from Wai Sung Wong. Uh, oh, why no. is Hannah always sus? Well, because I'm Scion. Scion's always sus. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Craddock just decided to just like go ham with the gifts. Yep. Robert Clark says, this is a bit sus. Don't you start. <laughs> <laughs> so Scion's always sus? Scion's always sus. Uh Pick something else then. I normally, I normally do, but. But because it's you, they're just always going to vote you out first. I, I'm, I'm, I'm terrible. I'm, I'm so bad at the game, so. And Everyone always those... thinks it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't uh, understand the reference, it's this new game. I guess it came out three months ago. I want to say. Yeah, about that. That's it. Yeah, about three months ago, called Among Us, and you're pretty much in like a space station. And you, you can have up to like, I want to say eight or 10 players, right? Yeah, up to 10. Eight, uh, up to 10 players. And one player is always um, the imposter. And you kind of have to decide amongst yourselves, okay, who's killing off our people? And who do we think it is and why? And I guess in this sense, they always think Hannah is suspect. Just, or sus. I just... This would go off on my own, do my own thing. And everyone's like, where were you? I'm like, oh, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty divisive game, to yeah. say the least. You find out who your friends are really quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
right. Um, Shaquille Joseph asks, how long do you reckon it will be before Northern Ireland gets its own separate women in mixed leagues? Um, it already has women's league. It already has the women's super league, which Black Widows have won for like three, three years in a row. Um, it doesn't have a mixed league yet, but I'd like to see it happen in a mixed league, but I don't know. Time will tell. I think it'd be a mixed league would be really good because we all sort of play together anyhow with, um, with Northern Ireland Knights. But I don't know. I'd like to see a mixed league. I don't know how long it'll be. I don't even know how long it'll be until we start playing again. So <laughs> That is fair. Um, he also asked, outside of COVID, what factors have prevented those leagues from becoming a reality? And what do you think is the best way to overcome them? Um, I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> He's hmm. really hitting you with these hard-hitting questions. He is. And I actually read this earlier and was just like, oh, I'm not going to be able to answer this. Um, <laughs> but you think it will happen shortly? I, I hope it'll happen because I like, like, well, I like personally playing mixed. Um, is that your favorite uh, division, mixed over women's? Uh, it used to be because I saw it whenever I was at uni, I was playing mixed. Well, I was playing with the, the guys anyhow. Um, so I just sort of got used to it and got comfortable with it. And then whenever I was playing ladies, I was like, this is a whole different ballgame. Whenever you're playing with ladies, it's completely different. So... I don't know. I like I love playing with the girls, so um, I hope that mixed will sort of come in soon with Northern Ireland. Once, yeah. once we get over this pandemic, that'll be another hurdle for you guys to hop over. Hopefully. <laughs> and the final crowdsource question comes from the main host of the podcast, Stephen Damon. Um, he's the one that started this whole thing, and mm-hmm. I hopped on to do the international side of things simply because. I have a more established network of friends across the globe. Yeah. So I want to give him a shout out for thanking me uh, or for allowing <laughs> me to <laughs> allowing me to take part in this uh, for this season. And um, it's been a fun ride and I can't wait for season five. So um, I wanted to give a shout out to him because he believed in me and helped me with, uh, with, the whole podcast set up as far as like what to do, what to look out for, how to set up and everything. And someone who comes from a sound engineering background, I mean, it was a lot easier to pick up, but um, he's the main host of the podcast. And he actually, uh, he asked, what is the general reaction when you tell someone you play dodgeball? <laughs> I don't, um, I don't really think they're surprised because I'm so like small and angry. So they kind of think, <laughs> I think most kind of expect me to play some form of like I wouldn't say aggressive sport, but it's pretty full on and it can be. So a lot of them like ask like, "Can I dodge a wrench?" or like, "Oh, was the film made after the game or was the game made before?" And I was just like, oh, "Stop asking me these stupid questions." Of course, <laughs> I can like dodge a wrench, and but yeah, I think most aren't really that like shocked. I think a lot. Or are we were confused that it's an actual sport and that people do play it, but they're not really shocked whenever I tell them I play it. <laughs> so you already have a stigma of being short and angry? Yep. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> You're a firecracker. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> that, that definitely came off a few times in some of the footage I've seen, so on par with what you just said. That's good. 
<laughs> All right. So now that we're done with the crowdsource questions, um, I'm going to ask you tough four. Now these questions um, are dodgeball related, but uh, they're not. It'll be it'll be nice. So you're not bullied with these because you've been bullied enough. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the first of the four. What is the one thing about dodgeball you like to change at any level? Um. I would, I'd like it to get like more, more funding than what it does. Like, I don't know what it's like in England, but in Northern Ireland, it definitely needs like just more, more money behind it in somewhere. Cause we have to obviously referee our own games. Like we don't get sent to ref, which is kind of sad, but it is what it is. I'd like to have, yeah, I'd like to have more funding and sort of more acknowledgement worldwide, maybe. Well, I say worldwide. I, I don't really know what it's like across the world. But in, in England, anyhow, I'd love to see it in the Olympics. I'd love it to sort of be like big enough and well-known enough to be able to be an Olympic sport. I think it would be amazing. That's, that's probably it. I don't really know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you that England definitely has more financial backing. Yeah, it uh, probably does. I mean... It's being funded to be in several schools, from what I hear. Uh, so it seems like they have a lot more uh, going for them on that end. But you're you're saying that you guys don't have that kind of funding on your end as well. Well, I don't know if we have like necessarily the funding. It's just we don't really have like, the resources as well. The like, resources. We have, yeah, like we have um, like a couple over here that are on the like the British Dodgeball Committee, and you know they're probably doing their absolute best to to find something to sort of help it along but just it just I don't know it's just missing something over here that I just I don't know I don't know, really can't put my finger on it <laughs> oh man that's fair um <laughs> second one what would you say would be your dodgeball highlight your career highlight oh oh I, I don't know I have I kind of got a couple I don't I can't really like narrow it down all so, right let's go with a couple um I obviously is like my winning my first gold medal with Black Widows. That was just awesome. Because I'd never even got like a dodgeball medal at all. And then my first one was a gold. And I was like, well, this is pretty cool. <laughs> and, um, and then obviously making it onto the North American squad. Yeah, it was oh no, it wasn't. It was the um it was the Belfast Open that we had won. And then we had won the, the Super League as well in the same year. So it was pretty sweet. Um and then making it onto the Northern Ireland squad. Because I was like, that's, that's the main reason why Lindsay had contacted me to see if there was women for the Northern Ireland squad. And I was like, I'm not good enough yet. I need to work on it. And I was like, I'm not good enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. I'm not good enough yet. And then finally, whenever I was like, right, okay, I feel like I'm good enough. And then I made it on. And then COVID hit. And I was like, oh, <laughs> no, <laughs> why? Um, and then probably I think, I, like, I think my favorite was our university. Uh, club getting runner-up sports club of the year whenever up the year that so Jamie was chair and then I was in the committee and it was just like we're so we're such a small club we only had like I want to say like 50 members and like we got runner-up to like hockey or netball or something huge and like we had beat football and rugby and all the massive sports in in Plymouth and like our little tiny team our little tiny club had got runner-up sports club I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love that, that memory. 
that's constantly in my head. <laughs> so getting uh, club of the year and uh, winning your first gold with Black Widows. Yeah. Pretty solid choices there. Yeah. Don't really have any other like highlights of dodgeball. <laughs> well, I will say the next one um, would be once you represent Northern Ireland because you're definitely destined for that for sure. Oh uh, yeah. I just want to play on them now. I play with them now. Now that I've made it onto the squad, I'm just like, right, let's let's go <laughs> play. <laughs> but All right. um, what is the one dodgeball goal you'd like to achieve that you haven't? So you already mentioned Northern Ireland. Is there something else? Um, I mean, I'd like to I'd like to get an international medal. We've kind of got like an open medal, a Super League medal, but I'd like to get an international medal as well. I would like I'd absolutely love. I'm I'm gonna keep dragging them in, but I'd love for me to get a gold medal as well. Bless them. <laughs> I just feel so bad for him sometimes because he has been playing for like two years longer than I have, and like he was in the running for so much, and then just hasn't got a gold yet, and I've got three, and I'm like, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I keep offering uh, to give him one, but he refuses. So. Nah, you see the thing about medals and and in my case like black belts and stuff like that just like it feels better when you earn it because i mean like technically anyone can buy a medal or even be given one but there's something about earning it that was just like yeah it it speaks to you i've like i've i've got loads of medals from like the horse riding and stuff and i was like okay a couple little couple little dodgeball medals in the mix is quite nice and I'm just like I, I'll happily give one of my goals away if I need to but he will not take it so <laughs> no, I don't blame him it's just it's something about a gold medal and the journey to it that I just yeah. it has to be your yeah. story so I, I respect him for that all right and the last of the tough four what does life after dodgeball look like Um, free of pain and suffering. (laughs) Is that an answer? Um, I don't really know. I'd probably like to sort of push, like, pursue a a a bigger career if I could. Um, and yeah, I, I would just be in a lot less pain, and I would obviously focus a lot more with the horses, especially bringing the young one up. So I would just really knuckle down on that well i mean by the time that happens he's probably going to be like 20 anyhow i'm not giving up dodgeball anytime soon <laughs> uh, same <laughs> same i'm just like like i've been i've been training this has obviously been an extended off season as you can tell but <laughs> like uh like jamie with you wanting him give him gold like I want to earn. I want to earn gold, and I want to earn my name on the USA jersey. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean, like, so. like it's just like I am not ready to give it up, mm. not at all. And it's at times it could be maddening. <laughs> yeah, but. it oh, just drives you through the emotions whenever you play. Even not even whenever you play, like when you train, it just hits hard sometimes. Oh but yeah. As long as you've got a really good people a good source of people surrounding you. you you can go so far with it oh yeah i got a, i got a nice crew of people who believe in me and 
you know, they, they want to see my name on the Jersey almost as much as I do. That's good. So, That's good. I, I feel the same. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to roll, man. I want to do some damage. <laughs> and if it has to be at the expense of you guys, then by all means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just ready to, I'm just ready to go, man. <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> so this has been a fun interview for sure. And <laughs> Judging by the questions, you were run through a gauntlet. Yeah. Um, and I, and if anything, I will say you're quite, quite resilient. But now this is your turn. This is your turn to flip the script and, you know, deliver me some threes and uh, answer them as fast as I can. Okay. Um, okay. So if you could play in someone's shoes and, like, have their, like, ability, uh, you know, have their skill set from anyone in the UK, who who would you play? Like, who would you be? Like, who would you be for a day? <sighs> who would I be for a day? Yeah, uh, like, in a game. Mm. That's a tough one. Uh, <clears throat> but I would have to, I mean, this is... I would have to pick, uh, and this is simply by like the smallest of margins, uh, Stephen Dumbe from uh, London. <laughs> and the reason I pick him is because when I went over there, um, I played for Granite City's uh, B team, Insurgents, mm -hmm. and we didn't make it out of our group. So the second day we showed up and I was pretty much just between watching the A team and the women's team, I was also watching other games as well. And anytime I looked over at the storm, whether it was when they were playing, you know, uh, meteors or in the finals with Manchester bees, Steve was on point. Mm -hmm, like, he was every time he threw and it hit and it missed and it hit like the wall. You, you felt the gym shake. Yeah. <laughs> Like it just has like a thundering it, sound, and his, um, his his throw is unbelievable. It is so scary to play against because I like I've whenever obviously whenever Jimmy was at Storm, I would go to Storm and I could just hear. I knew exactly which when he threw a ball because you can hear it. You can hear it like ricochet off the wall, and you're like, "Oh, stay away from Steve." <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing about that, like every time I saw London Storm play, and I'm very familiar with like the roster and how they play, and you know, essentially everyone else's role, it felt like he was on another level that day. So if I can play like anyone, especially in the finals, um, I would pick MVP form Steve Ndumbe. Yeah, that's that's a solid yeah. answer. Yeah. <laughs> and on top of that, he's such a classy gentleman that like... Oh, he's a really cutie pie, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's really cool, man. Um, a beast on the court and a true gentleman off. Oh, he's a wee sweetheart off court. Huh? <laughs> he's a wee sweetheart off court. Bless him. Yeah, he, he, he really is. He's really cool. Um, yeah. I, have, I have a pretty solid uh, Steve story that I may share later on in a future episode. But, yeah, he's a true gent. I'll give him that. He is. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I was waiting for you to answer. <laughs> Ask another question. <laughs> so sorry. I did answer. <laughs> um... <laughs> Okay, another question is, what is your worst injury that you've had at dodgeball or like the worst one that you've witnessed if you haven't had like a bad injury? All right, so that's a two-parter. Um, the worst injury I've ever had, believe it or not, um, 
two broken thumbs. Ew. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and we play rubber here. So, um, yeah, definitely the worst because like, it was more of a mental thing. Like I can lift the ball and I can deal with the pain to some extent, but if I caught, that's when it hurt me. Oh. So even though conventional wisdom would say step off the court, get healed up, we were short staff on our team at the time. And I was like, I'm leaving this game on a stretcher. <laughs> like I'm just, that type of, I'm just that type of person. I'm leaving this game on a stretcher or in this case, a pandemic. <laughs> like, I'm just, I'll just grit, grit my teeth and bear it if I, if I can. And um, I just, I want to be there for my team. I don't like to let anyone down. So that's the worst injury I've dealt with, but the worst I've seen is what we call it's a spiral fracture. And it's quite common with like baseball players. And to some extent, I believe, uh, what's that? Uh, there's cricket. Um, so it's pretty much, so if you look at your, um, throwing arm, it's that bone that connects from your elbow to your shoulder and it's yeah. the, the middle part that snaps. So I've seen people like throw and then like right before like the throw is completed, their arm becomes noodled. That's disgusting. Yeah, it's <laughs> disgusting to see. Like I might have seen maybe six or seven of them and it never gets, I never get used to it. And on top of that, like it makes like a, a loud twig snap noise. Oh, I would just like automatically vomit everywhere. <laughs> uh, I've seen people vomit everywhere. I just I look at that and I'm like, oh, that's he's gonna be gone for the rest of the year for sure. Um, but that's easily the worst I've seen. And I've seen busted hands, torn ACLs, um, detached retinas, even cuts, but something about that fracture just I mean, it sounds pretty disgusting and painful, obviously, but can understand why you choose that one. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like the reason I would choose that one is because the it's literally the freakiest one to pick. Yeah, because like it's understandable if like you took a wrong step or something and your knee pops or you know maybe you throw your even if you throw your shoulder out you can pop it back in. It's just literally nothing you can do about that. You just gotta get that fixed. Um, right. that, that's gonna upset me for a while. <laughs> All right, what's the what's the final one? All right, so uh, I probably, I think I already know the answer for this. And if it is, you, yeah, okay. Um, so who was your favorite player to watch and to play, or, or to play against, or and to play against? It could be a two-parter um, at the British Open earlier this year. Oh, okay. So I can definitely name a few that come to mind. So a favorite player Fine. I played with, um, I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna butcher his name, uh, but I played with him on the B team. Uh, his name is Michael Farquhar. We'll go with it. Yeah, we'll 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 go with it. I'm gonna get thrashed in the comments if I butchered that incorrectly, <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, butchered that. But um, he was really cool. He was uh, the whole the whole team, um, the whole vibe. A team, B team, women's team, they were all very encouraging. Yeah, yeah I, uh, I loved playing. I loved playing at the Granite City once earlier, or at the Open. 
um whenever i did they were, they were just so nice because i had, i had never like i'd never met them so i was just thrown into the deep end and i was like oh they're actually really nice people so yeah no, they were really nice <laughs> um the one the one thing i would say about him was he he had, he had a nice balance of like being calm cool collected and then just like stepping up and like we said earlier catching bodies like he was just hurt hurting people <laughs> so he, he was pretty much like yeah he, he was on form that day for sure and just good he never seemed out of it if that makes sense like he never yeah, seemed yeah. out of it so it was composure and skill that i was like okay this guy's really really legit in more ways than one so i would say he was my favorite player to play with um there were several that i enjoy watching so i mentioned it before but um <laughs> outside of like watching the women's play on uh granite city um there's one one there's like several women on the team that are like really cool really were solid and uh uh would say tate uh kristen tate um on the yeah. women's team she's she was all she seemed always battle tested and just ready to go um so her i would say i think her name is i think they call her scone yeah they, no uh no taste is just tate i think and then i'm sorry i think oh i can't no it's a little one isn't it yeah yeah oh scone's uh scone's a different one she's the um the taller blonde yeah no 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 no. i already mentioned tate i'm just talking about like just oh sorry i thought you were calling tate scone <laughs> No, 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 no. No, I was like, kind of like going through a list, but like uh, outside of oh, those yeah. two and just the entire women's team, um, uh, I would say definitely Vicky uh, from Wessex. Uh, she was just a firecracker throughout the whole day. Uh, She's just mental. I love her. <laughs> gosh, she is. Um, <laughs> Amy Jones and Elisa Storch um, from Nighthawks. Um, yeah. From Especially Elisa, because it felt like Elisa was just like, yeah, she was just taking out girls left and right and just regardless if they were like um, down on ball count or just whatever. She was like, you know what? I'm taking this girl out with me. You know, you guys can do what you want. Unbelievable. I remember like I remember one of the the matches with whenever I was whenever I played for Granite City um, at the Open and we, we played against her and she just like straight up first ball she threw at me and I was like oh no and then she panicked because it was coming like to my arms and I was like I didn't catch this why didn't I catch this and then afterwards she was like why did I throw at you and I was like I don't know you're not meant to throw at me we had a truce <laughs> but it was so funny um, she's unbelievable to watch I love watching oh, her play oh yeah and she was she was throwing that thing a lot harder every time it felt like every throw is a warm up and the next one is going to do damage. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'll say those two women, uh, and on the men's side, I already mentioned Steve, uh, but I would say Simon Jones, uh, for meteors. Mm-hmm. And I think his name is Mark Allen, but you guys call him Strobs. Yeah. Strobs. <laughs> yeah. So I would say those two, because, um, they at least to me outside of steve um they were the best players at the tournament for sure and they were just 
they were I always saw, especially Simon Jones, um, put them in situations where like everyone else would be uncomfortable and it's routine for them. Yeah. They they can make a play happen out of nothing. So, yeah, hundred percent. Like, That's good. Yeah. So watching Meteors and Spartans uh like bouncing between courts just to watch them play it was definitely fun that that storm meteors match was unbelievable like i had i had never i had never been invested in a game so much because i always i always sort of wind the ones that storm up and always tell them that i'm gonna go against like well i always go for the team that they're playing against but then i was like no i'm gonna go for them this time and it was just it was unbelievable witnessing that was one of the best matches i've ever ever seen yeah, I felt like that should have been the finals. Oh, sure. like it felt like it watching it. I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't care. I didn't care about the storm phase match. I was like, no, this is the match I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it felt like it went on forever, but I also did felt like it shouldn't have ended. I was just like, wow, this was. Yeah, this you was didn't want it to end. <laughs> I didn't want it to end because it was like, this is why I flew out here for. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's such a, such a good game. I hope somebody caught that on video because um, I definitely want to relive that, you know, happier times oh. with this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I have, yeah. I have, I have one more question that's not really dodgeball related and it's kind of oh. just a nice, it's a nice little ending. A nice um, little ending? Like that wasn't a nice little ending? I mean, it was, but. All right, go um, for it. <laughs> uh, what is the one thing that you are grateful for Today? Today? today today yesterday every day Um, this week well not much this week but um i'm grateful for obviously uh the times i take throughout the day to train i'm grateful for doing this interview and having done several already um like i said before i just pitched this idea back in i want to say it was june yeah to do this the international series and and give players i know a platform to tell their stories and i felt like i was the perfect person to do it because i have an established relationship with a lot of players and um i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for the journey i've taken this year and the journey that lies ahead. That's good. And once this pandemic is over with, I'll be grateful to step back on the court and stake my claim to one of the USA jerseys. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not playing when I say I'm going for everybody. I don't give a damn who you are. <laughs> like I'm coming for that spot. You've you've like, got nothing to lose, so you know there's. No I've already lost here, so yeah, I've not I've got nothing to lose. Yeah, and that's well putting, really that puts me in a dangerous mindset as far as like how far I'm willing to go training wise and what yeah. levels of play to explore. Yeah, so. but you'll 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 know yourself your your boundaries and you'll know when to sort of take a step back if you need it. But I don't think you will. I think you'll properly knuckle down with it. Just oh, yeah, for sure. All right, um, right before you. Um, wrap up this interview is there anyone you like to shout out oh poor little jamie <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i've dragged him down into the tape end so i like to do a shout out to jamie and everyone else 
I mean, yeah, but he gets, I say, he probably gets called a lot worse from me during the day and vice versa. So, <laughs> um, and then obviously, um, everyone at Kapai, even though they're bullies. Was <laughs> so that pretty much them uh, asking you the questions? Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I love them. I love them all. They're great, great people. All right. And we'll wrap that up. Okay. And that was my interview with Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for sharing with us your dodgeball journey, as well as educating us in the world of horse riding, um, as well as the after interview discussion we had. Um, normally, uh, outside of the interviews, it's always the discussions we have afterwards that don't get recorded that I often look forward to. And I would have to say we had a really fun one. Um, but I wanted to touch on something. She hit me with a curveball question and asked me what I was grateful for. And I wanted to elaborate on that. Um, grateful for the people that I've interviewed. Grateful for the people I'm going to schedule down the road. And personally, I'm grateful for you guys for listening to the International Series this year. And as we come towards the season finale of the Dodgeball Podcast, I also want to thank Steve Damon for just being there and helping me with this with this series um i i've often sounded like a broken record this year and saying that i wanted to make an impression this season and i like to think i'm well on my way on doing so and did my part to help make this season a great one and as we approach the holiday season of 2020 um as much as we like to lament of what we lost and, and think of the phantom year uh, the year that should have been could have been, would have been. I also want to remind us as a listening, as a dodgeball community to, to look forward to 2021 in some way, shape or form, we're going to be out of this pandemic and we'll be back on the court soon enough. So if you've listened with, um, to me up until this point, thank you so much. Uh, as we approach the season finale, I want to say happy holidays, happy new year and stay tuned for season five. Ciao. All right. And that was my interview with Hannah. Hannah, thank you so much for hopping on and giving us a little. That was terrible.